Hello, everybody, and indeed, welcome to another edition of the Chicago Tony V Show. Good morning. Welcome specifically to episode 215 for Tuesday, December 14th, 2021. Here we go again, 11 days till Christmas, 11 days. On the 11th day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Chicago Tank with the gold medal podium finished two days in a row. Very well done, Tank. Good to see you, buddy. Happy Tuesday to everybody. I hope you have your coffee. Today is uh, one of those days where I kind of have a ton of stuff to talk about, but then also I have uh, maybe nothing to talk about. Robo Kitty with the podium finished. Very nicely done, dear. Good to see you. Amber is in the silver. Robo is in the bronze. For those of you keeping score at the Spotify uh, podcast level. As I said, today's one of those days. Do I have a lot to talk about? Do I have nothing to talk about? It's very dicey. Uh, I'm very conflicted. I spent a lot of time, as I often do, sitting around, listlessly browsing around on the internet. And looking here and there, reading some articles. I post some things up on Twitter that maybe we can talk about. I I was digging into that Today I Learned section. What else did I do? I got curious. Will someone remind me that I want to do this? I just decided, I wonder what I've been watching on uh, YouTube. I'm going to go to my history and look through. First of all, holy shit. I'm spending too much time on YouTube. <laughs> That's one of those things. Is there anyone else out there that is that has this affliction? I will say this. I can't watch regular broadcast television anymore. It's done for me. Because why would I watch, you know, whatever, America's Funniest Home Videos or whatever. Why would I watch Good Morning America when I can just drill down on the most, on the craziest minutiae? One of the videos I watched the other day was some guy building a hidden food storage area underneath his log cabin. That's right up my alley. That's the sort of thing. Dude spent 200 days building this hidden little food storage area. That's a dude that I know thinks the way I think, right? I I never want to go hungry. I, I, I just... And bound and determined to, to stay obese for as long as I possibly can. Lady, letter carriers in the house early. She woke up in time. Good morning, lady. Good to see you, dear. Always a pleasure. I always look forward to our next in-person meeting. Letter Lady letter carry, carrier is, like it or not, she's a historic pepperoni. She was the first attendee ever at a live meet and greet for the Chicago Tony V show. It's big time. Tank has his music homework. Let's let's get that out of the way. It's always good. It's always insightful. It's almost always a total jam. Let's see what he's got today. Uh, here I go again. White Snake. Oh, man. Hair metal bands. Does anyone remember the story I told about opening up for Ugly Kid Joe? I would never remember which episode that was. That's one of my favorites. That's one of my favorite stories. Ugly Kid Joe. Those were the days. If anyone is curious, go go find that episode. It's the if anyone likes uh, these prank type things, I tell really one of the best prank stories that ever happened to me ever. Brought upon by my little brother, who might be listening. Who knows? Who knows? But that was quite uh, quite a story. White Snake. Are there even still? Surely there's still. What happens with the musical genres? Do some people hold on? Like, are there still hair metal bands? Did they kind of like never go away? But then I know like grunge came after the hair metal thing. And so a lot of the new bands just probably decided, well, I'm going to do the grunge thing. Right, which is understandable, but I guess my question is: Were some, maybe a subset of new bands, 
that came along, did they decide, no, we love hair metal, we're sticking with the hair metal thing? Does it happen with all genres? Zydeco? Dubstep? Is that even a genre? I don't even know what that is. Lady says, Tony, I was hoping we could have gotten coffee again on Sunday. Oh, with the, um, I was in town this, yeah, this past weekend. You know, um, I mean, trust me, pretty much henceforth, you know, every time in my, I'm in Chicago, this is going to be kind of on the forefront. It turns out Mama V, you know, really needed kind of someone to be there at all times. So although, although I did run out once and run a couple of errands for her, I kind of felt like, uh, I just, I need to be at home base at all times, just in case. <laughs> Robo thinks I'm on fire today. I wonder why. What do you mean by that, dear? I would like to learn how to get better. Tank says the hair metal bands hid the hairspray, but they still rock. I get it. I remember seeing, uh, what's the, uh, What's the, what's the band that did Enter Sandman? Oh, Metallica. Didn't they all cut their hair eventually? Were they f at first a hair, like a hair metal thing? But then I remember seeing them. It's like, uh, they're all old dudes and they've cut their hair. Nothing wrong with that. Whatever. You know, Mammy Mama's in the house. Good morning, Mammy. Mammy loves to post the, just the most tremendous she is she is quite the cook and and really quite the photographer in our pepperoni discord she's always posting things about food up there and it always looks tremendous it looks tremendous mammy is one of those people she doesn't know it yet but she's on my list i keep a list of people that um i want to keep track of just in case something ever ever happens to her her maid man, her partner and uh, if he ever gets hit by a bus, I I'm going to do everything I can to go to Ireland <laughs> I want Mammy to cook for me too, it's tremendous tremendous Mammy says I love food a lot, I'd love to have you come to my house for a meal oh my goodness well, I mean, you know I'm, if I'm ever, ever in Ireland, I can guarantee goddamn tea that you're going to know about it, Mammy. Oh, Harry's in the house. Harry. Harry from the multi-award winning Gamers Watch podcast. Harry, I'm so glad you're, you're in the stream. It's always good to see you. I actually have a question for you. I was watching the award winning Gamers Watch on YouTube yesterday. I think it's your latest video. The Gamers Watch has, is really, I think because of Sean's skills, he's a great graphic designer. They, they have upped, they, their, their YouTube videos are really beautiful. Anyone, you should go check it out. Gamers Watch podcast. I can't remember what the YouTube channel, but it's probably just Dude Gamers Watch Podcast. It looks beautiful. But Harry, I realized pretty quick, you weren't in this episode I was watching yesterday. You're still you're still involved in Gamers Watch, right? Or did you just have a day off? It seemed like there was no Harry. I really need some sort of explanation. Oh, Harry says, Tony, are you ready for a shock for your system? I am having to leave the podcast for a month or so. That, that is a shock. Well, but you're coming back. Is this is this a? Uh, I know you you just had a baby, right? So you're doing something right. Is it just because you you need to devote more time? What's going on, Harry? This this is very concerning to me. Very concerning to me. Mammy is talking dirty here in the comment section. I don't know if I can repeat what she just said. Goodness gracious. Isn't it, isn't it funny as we fill up and get people in the uh, live stream here? 
Oftentimes we have like two conversations going. This is the one challenge. There's a delay between when I say something and when you guys hear it. And then so I sort of ping pong conversation. So it's kind of like Mammy. Mammy's talking about something. And then Harry. We got Harry going. I still would love to hear from Robo Kitty. Why am I? What does she mean I'm on fire? I hope that means she's enjoying the show. Okay, Harry says, I'm still involved, but I'm having to take a back seat. You're you're ill, Harry? Very ill. Harry says, very ill at the moment, and we have the new baby due in January. Okay, the ba new baby's not here yet. Harry, I can't keep anything straight in my brain anymore. I just, I, I, I remember vague concepts. I don't know what happened. Like, I can't, it's, it's like too much information. You're ill? What's going on? Maybe I'm just kidding. I am not a, I'm not that much of a gentleman. I'm very borderline. You can be as risque as you want, Mammy, in the comment section. Oh, goodness gracious. Harry, I need, I'm, I'm worried about you, man. The, you know, talking podcasting for a second. Okay. You guys, the, you pepperonis know, you know, I have, I, it's, it's almost like comedy. Like you, you have this group of podcasters you started with, you know, and Harry it, and the, and Sean and the fellas at Gamers Watch. That's just one that I've known those guys forever. They're a shining example. This podcasting game is not easy. It's not easy. It is not for the faint of heart. And Harry and Sean and the boys, they have just steadily upped their game and improved. It's very, very impressive. And as I said, I think the latest evidence for that is on their YouTube channel. You look at it, it's, it's stunning. It's beautiful. If there's only knock on Gamers Watch, it's only a half halfway of a knock. Well, the first, the first knock, when I first heard it, they have so much fun. They make each other laugh so much that it was almost like uh, it took a second to get used to it. It's like, I don't even know what the fuck these guys are laughing about. But just to hang in just a little bit, and it's like, it just becomes absolutely infectious. Lucenzo, my audio guy, every once in a while I get to drive him to school. Well, he always wants to listen to Gamers Watch on the way. He's a kid that lives in my neighborhood. Um, so much going on. Holy cow. Where do I, oh, the other knock on, the other knock on Gamers Watch, just to bust their balls. Again, Sean is a very uh, talented artist, right? Very talented. Well, they, they keep, they kept changing their logo. I kind of lost track. It's always awesome. It's always awesome. I think it's a new logo for each season, you know? Very energetic, says Robo Kitty. Okay, good, good. I'll take it. I'm going to try and keep it up. I do think there's an arc in these shows, right? Where usually by about the 40-minute mark, it's like, oh my God, I, I almost sense myself slowing down. You know, our, our, our very own Yak Horseman told me once, he admitted to me once, he's like, yeah, I listen to your podcast all the time, but then, but I can only do it like about 40 minutes and then I'm out. <laughs> I told him, I was like, that's probably because I'm totally out of juice by 40 minutes in. Uh-oh. The stream is freezing for Robo Kitty. Harry does not have this flu deal. That's good, Harry. Thank Christ. Thank, thank Christ. Anyway, let's see what's going on again here in the comments. Oh, Harry says, also, Tony, I have something that will make you laugh. I just got given my Christmas bonus from work, and the bonus that I was given was $50 of meat. <laughs> All right. I want you, right after this live stream, I want you to, I want you to storm down to your employer. First of all, cough on everybody. Give them, give them what you have. And then I want you to tell them that no one treats you like that. What a fucking joke that is. And then burn the place down. 
then I would like you to take me to Formula One race. Harry, what did you think about the Formula One finish? Did you want Hamilton to win or the other guy? Sorry, Robo Kitty. Is that talking sports again? It's freezing for everybody. Let's see if my Connecticut is giving me any. It says zero dropped frames. So it's your problem. It's not my problem. <laughs> I don't know. Holy cow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Tank has an awesome comment. Says, Harry, have your cousin Eddie grab your boss up. That is tremendous. Have your cousin Eddie go drive the Winnebago over to your boss's house. $50 of meat. I swear to God, these days, what is that? One steak? Holy shit on a shingle. I bought a couple of steaks yesterday. The prices, uh, they're going up. Ooh, Robo says, I wouldn't mind getting a Costco pack of nice steaks for Christmas. Yeah. You know, I don't, uh, I have really missed the boat on Costco. That's a good, that's a good place to go buy, you know, steaks and stuff, right? People do that. I, I've, I don't know why I've never thought of that. It's kind of weird. Yeah, everyone, if, if, if people are not watching Christmas Vacation this time of year, you're, you're, you're missing out. Everyone must watch. So Harry says, uh, back to Formula One, Harry says, I hate Hamilton, but he got absolutely cheated out of the win. Rules are in place for a reason, and the FIA broke the rules. I did not know this. I'm going to have to look up the scuttlebutt, Harry. I had no idea. I just saw that the guy passed him on the last lap did something happen earlier in the race or was there some sort of broken rule dealing with that pass lady says at least you got a Christmas bonus is the uh, post office not not treating their people very well lady salty's in the house this here's an RV Clark says salty salty I'm glad to see you, man. I bet it occurred to me yesterday. I was like, I haven't seen Salty in the stream in a while. wonder what he's been up to. Hope you're doing good, man. You and yours. Ooh, Mammy agrees. Verstappen's win is tainted. Tainted is such a strong word, isn't it? Call from... Harry. To accept... Pre Harry, oh my goodness. How are, <laughs> Hello, Jonah, you all right? Oh my God, so much to catch up on. First of all, how sick are you? I'm very concerned. Um, I'm okay, I've just got a bit of a chest infection. I'm not too bad. I'm all right. Okay. And then... Okay, so the yeah. reason I'm calling is because of the Formula One. I just I wanted figured, to let you know. <laughs> I figured, I figured. You go, go ahead. Let it rip. Okay, so... Hamilton and Verstappen were on equal points and going into the last race of the season. Whichever one of them won the race would win the world championship. Okay? Yep. One lap before the end of the race, there was a safety car that was out. So that means that all the cars have to be in formation and there's no overtaking and they are speed limited. There were back markers, so there were lapped cars that by the rules of the FIA in Formula One, those back marker cars have to go to the back of the race and those cars were like two or three positions behind Verstappen and Hamilton meaning that the person in third place wasn't the actual third car on the track he was in like the seventh car because there were cars in front of him so the FIA should have told those lapped cars to go in front of Hamilton and Verstappen to do a full lap and to rejoin at the back of the the back of the racing order. However, that would have meant that the, the title deciding race, the last race of the season, would have finished under a safety car. Yes. And that would have been boring. That wouldn't have been fun to watch. So, what Michael Massey did, who's the race director, is he just said, nah, whatever, go and race. And he gave Hamilton absolutely no time to prepare. He was resigned to the fact that the race was finishing and he was going to be world champion. So what it meant is that Verstappen, who had newer, softer tires that were grippier, yep. 
had an advantage over Hamilton for no other reason than the people that were in control of the race didn't follow the rules. And so then when the race finished, Mercedes said, well, no, that's not right. The lap cars should have gone to the back of the grid. You can't just make up the rules because you think it would be entertaining. And they said, ah, whatever, the race is finished. That's cool racing, whatever, get over it. So now Mercedes are suing the FIA and they're trying to take it to court to say that Verstappen shouldn't have won. It's an absolute, like, it's just, it's just a mess because Verstappen's win, he deserved to win the season, but his win is now tainted. Hamilton deserved to win the race, but he got that taken off of him. The governing body, who are the FIA, have made an absolute mess of the entire thing. And, yeah, it, it's just an absolute joke. It would be like, imagine being in the, the last five seconds of the Super Bowl and the Chiefs are up by seven points. And for no reason at all, the ref goes, actually, I tell you what, we're going to go into overtime and the next person to score a field goal wins. Also, um, we're going to give the ball to the Patriots on the 40-yard line. Um, good luck. Like, right. That's the equivalent of what happened. Yeah, They've just I mean, completely made up their own rules. Wow, extremely well explained, yeah. Harry. You you painted just an exact picture. Picture, and you you know me. I've been a racing. I've been an IndyCar fan my whole life, and so when so you imagine on the last lap of the Indy 500, they just turn around and go, "Actually, the car that's in first place, um, you're just for no reason at all. We just want you to come in the pits. Just come in the pits. It's fine. Don't worry. Right. That's that's what they've done. Yeah, that's uh. I get it. That's that's horrible. Now, do you think that uh, mm -hmm. do you think that Hamilton is going to win the the appeal or the case? What do you think? So the case has gone through to the FIA and they've rejected it. So the next step is that Toto Wolff, who's the Mercedes team leader, he's going to the court sports arbitration. So they're like a an international sports arbitration body, and he's going to take it to them. The rules very clearly show that. Hamilton should have won the race. So personally, I think it will go to CSA and Hamilton will then be crowned champion. But wow. he wouldn't he doesn't want to be crowned champion by a technicality after the fact. He wanted to win the race to win the season. Mm. Like he's a racer. Like Ayrton yeah. Senna always Ayrton Senna always said it. If you're if you're a racer and you don't take that racing line, then you can't call it yourself. Hamilton wanted to win on the day not win by a stupid rule decision right so it's just it's just a mess it's just a complete mess overall and for anyone who's a new formula one fan all it does is paint the sport in a bad light yes. because they they put entertainment over the actual rules of the game yeah so it it just it makes a complete farce of everything and formula one is so tight on their rules and regulations there's been cars that have been banned because they've been a millimeter too wide or two millimeters Sorry, that's like a twelfth of an inch. So they've been like a twelfth of an inch too wide. And they've said, no, your car's invalid. You can't race anymore. Uh, they're, they're so strict and so tight on the rules and regulations of these vehicles and the way they can operate. And so on the last lap of the last race of the season to just throw the rule book out of the window just to make good TV. Nah, not a fan of that. Right. Yeah, I, I totally get it. it. This reminds me of uh, a couple of incidents th throughout the years at the Indy 500. First of all, a lot of people don't uh, know. I mean, so Mario Andretti's only Indy 500 win, which uh, was, I believe, 1969. That was actually, I think on the day of the race, they actually, it was uh, Bobby Unser who was crowned the winner, but he had broken, he had passed someone under yellow, which you're not allowed to do. And yeah. if I if I remember correctly, they had to arbitrate that. It, it wasn't until like seven months later that they actually gave the win to Mario Andretti. There was also an inc incident uh, between uh, uh, Elio Castroneves and uh, Paul Tracy, and uh, he the that race finished under yellow. Which it's it's interesting that you say a rate, you know, the race is boring if it finishes under yellow. I can think of several Indy 500s where it went right down to the wire and uh, the and the and the race was won under yellow. I can tell you as a fan, as a longtime fan, it's like we totally get it. I 
I, yeah, I the can, rules of that. Yeah, the rules. That that's and it gets very very dicey when they start making it up as they go along. You know, I so I totally get and it. The reason the reason that they did this was to create a spectacle, to create this amazing highlight reel of, of look at this amazing action that we can show. And the, the, the commentary was great and all the shots were amazing and the crowd were cheering. But everyone that was watching as a long-time Formula One fan was thinking, what the hell is going on? So right. they were pandering for that new audience, but that new audience aren't going to stick around. They just wanted to watch the big race right. because it was the big spectacle of the day. They're not the people that are going to be lining the seats of these tracks in five years' time. They're not the people that are going to be paying the subscription fee for their cable TV. These are the people that just wanted to see the race just to see what would happen and are never going to tune in again. Yes. It, 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 would be like, it would be like the NFL pandering to the people that tailgate and not the people that go and watch the games. Like That's what they've done. Yep. They've pandered to the wrong crowd and they've made a spectacle instead of made a sport yes and it's just a shame it's just a real shame because it's been an amazing season of formula one it's been one of the closest seasons that i can really ever remember i'm a big formula one fan myself and i've watched a lot of the old seasons but the last time i can remember it being this close was when uh prost senna was happening in the late 80s um and senna famously took out prost in the first lap of the japanese grand prix um like the this is one of the best seasons of motor racing just across the board, not just Formula One, just one of the best long-term motorsport campaigns really ever. It's up there probably with Colin McRae winning his first um, Constructors World Championship, I would say, um, in the WRC Rally. But yeah, it's just an absolute joke, to be perfectly honest. And as, as a fellow motorsport fan, I'm sure you would agree that it rules are there for a reason. Oh, absolutely. I, I completely get it, especially you've invested yourself in an entire season. And it, I think this is true yep. in any sport, Harry. It doesn't have to be just motorsports. You No, I, yeah. you're not investing your, your time. You're investing money. You, you, yeah. you pay for subscriptions. We pay to watch this sport. We pay a lot of money to watch this sport go down to the wire and for it to be decided by one person. Like Michael Massey was the race director. He made the decision to throw out the rule book and we just all have to be like oh okay yeah that's fine we don't have to follow the rules if it's exciting that's fine yeah so maybe next season they'll just make it a full contact sport and you can just ram people off the road because it looks exciting so so why not why not yeah. do that yeah no i get it well that's a shame i didn't i i you know i uh f i would love to uh get into formula one and if i'm ever if i'm ever in your neck of the woods which i don't know if the overlords are ever going to allow me to do that but if I am, you you know you know we're going to a Formula One race. I would I would love that. I know. Yeah, that would I be know. tremendous. Well, I'll, I'll let you carry on. It's just I I got unnecessarily angry sat at my desk thinking yes. about the FIA and I needed to vent. Absolutely, <laughs> Harry. It's tremendous to talk with you and uh, get better soon. Yeah, I will. I okay, will. thanks, buddy. All Take the best, care. Buddy. All Bye. right, bye bye. Harry, Harry is, uh, he, this guy could be a Formula One commentator, huh? Can you believe, I wish I was a, as uh, well-spoken as Harry. Oh my gosh, what a gift. What a mind. It's too bad he's so crazy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm giving Harry shit. Oh gosh. So many, so, so many uh, comments. Lady Letter Carrier loves Mario Andretti. Yeah, what a great, what a great dude. The guy's a legend. Total legend. Tank says, I've never watched a race in my life. Being stuck in traffic daily makes me not want to watch a traffic jam on TV. Ah, it is not. A, if it's good racing, it's not a traffic jam. You got to put it on your bucket list, Tank. And, and specifically, Indy 500. Everyone needs to go to the Indy 500 at least one time. Let's see what else. Yeah, Mammy agrees. Great season, except for the stupid debacle. That's that's really a shame. It's tremendous. I I it's going to take me a while of getting over not having Harry in the Gamers Watch uh, podcast for a while. That's going to take me a while. Again, he's so well spoken. He's he uh, he keeps that thing going along, and he's so funny too. 
Oh, Salty says Indy 500 pepperoni meetup. Meet yes, Salty. A actually, a resounding yes. I mean, I make sure I'm in Indy every year in the month of May, obviously, because I go to the uh, last year was. I can't remember, but it's about my 36th year uh, Indy 500 in a row. So I'm going to be there. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure a uh, a sharp as attack uh, paramedic is is going to be there. So we yeah, we uh, we got to get like an Airbnb or something like that, a place to hang out and, uh, you know. I got to get as many, many of you guys to go to the race as possible. Oh, lady, lady letter carriers in. Boom. See, this is how we go. Salty says, let's make that happen. It is a tremendous time. Tremendous. So I'll be in Indy. We know that's the one, that's the one weekend a year. We know where the big diesel is going to be, right? When is it? It's uh, over Memorial Day weekend, lady. The race is always on a Sunday. Of course, Memorial Day is always on a Monday. So they do it that way so that uh, if the race gets rained out, they can always do it the next day. Yeah, it's in. It's toward the end of May. Lady says it's only three hours down the road. Boom, there you go. There you go. Tremendous. This is how we do it. How are we doing on time? 7.31. Anyway. It's so funny. Now I'm I'm sitting here through the through talking about Formula One. I'm sitting there thinking about Robo Kitty. It's like, have we lost her? Is she has she just switched over to watching uh Jordan Peterson videos now? Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, be there Saturday. Oh, okay. Oh, Van, be there Saturday night. I think you might have fat fingered that. Oh, I can be there Saturday night. Boom. There you go. Beautiful. Now, now to be clear. Now Sunday is a sacred day for me. As a matter of fact, I'll I'll be at the track. Uh, usually no later than 5 a.m. I'll be at the track 5 a.m. So, I mean, if you want to party with the big diesel, really earlier on Saturday is probably the way to go. Because I'm going to be sitting in my bambalance outside of the track at 5 a.m. on Sunday morning uh, with, uh, with my crew, with whoever's going. Uh, my brothers always go and uh, et cetera, et cetera. Robo says, I'm here. I'm getting ready for work. Got to leave in five minutes. Okay, dear. Sorry about the sports talk. Oh, my gosh. Lady says she has never been to the Indy 500. She's answering Mammy here in the comments. I've never been because um, you can see it better on TV. Lady, this is the one instance and the one sport, like if we're talking NFL, let's say NFL football, which I love, I I love watching it on TV. You can see so much better. Like it, you probably couldn't give me a ticket to go to the Super Bowl. I probably still wouldn't go. I want to watch it on TV. Uh, the Indy 500 is completely different. You can't understand. It's not. It's totally different when you're there. There's something about TV where you just cannot get a sense for what's what's happening, how the, the with the speeds these insane dudes are going, the danger. Lady says, "So Tony, Saturday is a work day." Mm. It's a rough one. I, I'm already I'm already an early bird in general. You know that's how I'm wired. But the day before the race, holy hell. Or I could, you know, I could stay up later and then just suffer, you know, I'll, I'll be up early anyway. Salty says, but you can hear it better in person. This is true. 
As a matter of fact, you need to wear ear protection or you're going to be deaf by the time you walk out of there. He says the sound an IndyCar makes is insane. Absolutely. Nothing like it. Just one. Then when you get the sound the 33 IndyCars makes, it's nuts. Nuts. Anyway. Sofa's in the house. Good morning, Sofa. How are you doing, buddy? Good to see you. Oh, Tanan is also in. Hey, Ode, are you in our pepperoni discord? I was thinking about you the other day. <laughs> oh, Tanan says, I might watch if they start ramming people off the track. That happens sometimes <laughs> at uh, 230 miles an hour. See you, Mammy. Have a great day, dear. One day I want to eat a bowl of soup of yours. Anyway, Ode to None, if you're not on the Pepperoni Discord, we got to get you a link. I was thinking about you the other day. Anyway, let's see what else I got going on. I, I uh, What else I planned? Um, I was digging through that uh, Today I Learned section in Reddit. And I tweeted some interesting ones. I just thought there were some just kind of a, of note that... I was going through and it's like, I did not know that. The first one um, has to do with ketchup. Let me read this. It says, today I learned ketchup was sold in the 1830s as medicine. Why am I not surprised? In 1834, it was sold as a cure for an upset stomach by an Ohio physician named John Cook. It wasn't popularized as a condiment until the late 19th century. I wonder if they had any basis in reality to say that it was uh, medicinal. Although maybe I, in the 1830s, it's conceivable that people's uh, diets were not varied enough. Maybe there was something in ketchup, some nutrient they were getting that was actually, you know, helped something out. I don't know. It's hard to say. But I sure do like ketchup, you know. So can I say I'm... Can I say I'm uh, eating uh, health food as I'm eating french fries with ketchup? Lady says, ketchup on hot dogs. Tank says, ketchup is devil juice. <laughs> That's a Chicago dog reference. Chicagoites do not like putting ketchup on hot dogs. It's the way it is. Oh... Now, you can have ketchup on something else. What about a burger, Tank? Are you saying no ketchup allowed? I don't know if I agree with that. I think it's delicious. Let's see. What else did I see on the Today I Learned? Let's see what else was on here. Oh, here's one. This, this one's so freaky. Let me pull it up here. It says, Today I Learned that putting live birds in a pie was a form of entertainment in the 16th century. An Italian recipe book of 1549 described how to make a pie so that the birds survived and flew out when it was cut open. This practice was also found in 1725 in a cookery book by John Knott. This is... <laughs> Do I need to state the obvious? All right, how do you de determine that the birds did not shit all, all over the inside of your pie before you open it up and serve it? This sounds actually so fancy, right? I, I picture like, you know, arist aristocrats and, uh, you know, you're, 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 ha you're at the royal, some royal dinner or whatever, and they're trying to impress everyone. And they open up, <laughs> they open up the pie and live birds fly out. And, and then the, I just imagine like the whole, you know, all their guests are thinking, what the fuck did that? How do I know the birds didn't shit in that pie? But, the, but they're so worried about offending the royalty that they just got it. They just eat it. <laughs> I mean, let alone, that's one thing. The birds shitting in your pie. But then, uh, but then also... You know, feathers and shit. Don't they have 
Their feathers are disgusting. What if a feather falls down in there? It's just so bizarre. Good point, though. I guess it's righty even in our lore, isn't it, Lady Letter Carrier? Four and twenty blackbirds baked in a pie. I'll be goddamned. I knew this since I was a kid, but I never, I never imagined that it was actually a real practice. And when the pie was opened, the birds began to sing. Holy hell. There it is. People are weird. You know, I I think sometime in the future, they're going to be saying, can you believe that these crazy bastard ate, you know, Funyuns and Bugles? They'll probably be even saying that about the aforementioned hot dogs, right? And one of these days, it seems like they're they're going to say, we, we primitive peoples, you know, we used to eat steak. And the cow farts almost killed the planet. I like fat bitch says, what's up, Tony? Not much. What's up with you? What's up? What's up? Um, let's see what else. There was one other today I learned. Let's see what it is. Let's see. Uh, bird pies. Ketchup. There's one about witches. Witches. Let's see what it was. Okay, yeah. The Salem witch trials. Does anyone remember that crazy shit? It says, Today I learned the main accusers of the Salem witch trials were a group of girls and young women from Salem Village who are often referred to as the afflicted girls because they claimed that witches were afflicting them by attacking them and making them ill. This was stunning to me because it it, it means then that this crazy practice of accusing and burning witches, accusing women as witches, was started by women. I, I, I was really kind of shocked by that. I wonder if it was some sort of weird way of, like if you were, back in those days, okay, you couldn't really, you, you, if you're looking for a mate, probably back in those days, you, you women had fewer freedoms, et cetera, et cetera. So they, it was very important getting married. Maybe they're trying to take out some of their competition. I know she's hot and everything, everything, but she's a witch. I don't know. Who knows? Ode to None never got an invite. Oh, man. Okay. Sorry about that. We'll make sure that happens. Okay, Ode? It's a fun place. The way the pepperoni discord works, this is just an area. All of us pepperonis who kind of show up in the the stream, you know, with regularity and are nice people, etc., etc., they get a golden ticket invite to the Pepperoni Discord. And uh, we just, whatever, we keep in touch with each other throughout the day. It's actually really fun. Um, Cassiopeia Dwarf, welcome to the show, has an interesting comment. Says, no, you are completely wrong. That tradition of punishing witches goes back a long time in Europe. First of all, I'm not surprised. Thank you for the correction. I was just simply reading from the Today I Learned subreddit. And actually, you brought up a great point. Because half the time when I'm going reading these Today I Learns, I think to myself, I'm not so sure about that. This needs to be verified. I think a lot of it's kind of bullshit. So very good to know. And actually, it's very frightening to know that... uh, People were that stupid going just way, way further back. Way further back. Are people going to be burned eventually by their, uh, uh, because of whatever particular status, medical status they have? Whether or not they've gotten the, uh, the boop boop in the, in the appendage. I don't know. Are we heading that way? Lady says, those girls knew exactly what they were doing. Bullying in the 17th century. Oh my God, yeah. I I can't imagine what it, what it must have felt like to be accused of being a witch. 
But, you know, maybe I'll find out one of these days. <laughs> oh, Amber Glow's still in the live stream. That's good. Let's see. Seven, oh, 745. Holy shit. I better get some uh, letters out of the way. Everybody, um, we love uh, reading your letters. It's super fun. Anyone has a question for the show or whatever, uh, share it uh, to the uh, Chicago Tony V email. The email address is Chicago Tony V, like vegetable, at gmail.com. And eventually, it'll get on the show. I try and do these as quickly as I can so it's not lingering. And here's the first letter. Is everyone ready? Dear Tony, great news. I just found out my wife signed us up to adopt a family at Christmas. This was promoted through our church, or maybe I should say her church, since I rarely go. This involves providing presents for the kids of the family and a nice Christmas dinner. The family we got has five kids. Five Anyway, my wife already did all the work, did the shopping, etc. This cost us over $600, and we haven't even provided the dinner yet. Holy shnikes. I'm so beyond pissed. Oh, man. Okay. I understand wanting to help out, but we are living paycheck to paycheck as it is. We are not poor, but we, in parentheses, she, have a spending problem in general. This is just the latest in a string of impulse purchases. Now it's not enough to impulse buy for our family. She had to start impulse buying for other people too. Does anyone in your audience know how to rein in a spendthrift spouse? By the way, Merry Christmas. Uh, This is from John P. Johnny. Johnny. (laughs) That's kind of tough. That's kind of tough. Um, that's a tough one. Especially around this time of year. Now, it does seem to me... I'm, I'm pretty sure you're probably on to something, Johnny. You're... you're uh, I mean, obviously, she didn't even check with you, right? She just did this. And it's interesting that she didn't involve you she did it all. It sounds like she did this and then it was like, honey, great news. Here's what we did for another starving family. Meanwhile, you're, you know, you're trying to make your next car payment and all that stuff. Um, lady letter carrier has some tough love. Here's what she says. She says, uh, very generous lady. So now he needs to return all the gifts purchased for Johnny's family. Meaning like his own family. Oh, like don't give the, uh, take take the gifts away from their own kids. That's an interesting twist if that's what you're meaning, lady. That's interesting. You know, if it were me, I think with this, per- I, I, you know, honestly, I sort, I kind of like that idea of making your own family suffer a little bit. I kind of like that idea. I would at least, since she committed to it, right or wrong, uh, you got to go through with whatever, feeding this family since she committed to it. But by God, maybe you guys should have mac and cheese for Christmas dinner. Just to kind of teach her a lesson a little bit. I, uh, That's a tough one. But in general, how do you get a spendthrift? Oh, God. I don't know. I mean, isn't this, don't they say this is the biggest problem in most marriages, right? You, you view money, money differently. I think that's a thing. So I don't know, Johnny, long-term shit. I mean, you gotta, you gotta talk it out and you have to, uh, take whatever control you can. I'm sure in this day and age, it's incredibly difficult because don't they make it just easy for people to get their own credit cards and stuff. And I don't know. It's a tough, tough spot, but I like the idea. Make your own family suffer a little bit. Teach her a little bit of a lesson. I kind of like that. I bet she would not like that big time, which is maybe the point. All right. Next letter. Dear Tony, I really don't get along with my mother-in-law because among other things, I think she's a bit condescending to our kids. I've always tolerated her 
but lately I haven't been able to muster even trying. I know this puts a strain on my husband, and I hate that. I'm trying to decide if I should make her a tray of holiday treats like I have in the past, or if I should just skip it this year. I'm pissed at her, and so in my heart, I don't want to do it. But she is 84 years old, and so I don't know how many more holiday seasons we have left with her. What do you think? This is Jenna from Spear Spearfish, South Dakota. Jenna. Jenna, to me, it's it's clear. Just be nice. Just do it. Do it for your husband. Uh, uh, do it. Uh, you're, you'll feel better about yourself. Don't hold a grudge with your 84-year-old mother-in-law. You're not, uh, you're not setting a good example for your kids. Just fucking get over it. I think there's a, let's not forget, when people get elderly, and your mother-in-law is, is very squarely in the elderly uh, category, 84 years old, okay, they kind of revert to kids, okay? You got to give them a, a, a kind of a pass, all right? You, you, Jenna, from Spearfish, South Dakota, you're the adult here, okay? So suck it up, water off a duck's back. You, th the mother-in-law is a little condescending to to the grandchildren. I, that may even be something with your own perception. Make her a plate of cookies for the love of Christ. Wish her a merry Christmas. Be nice. Um, <laughs> Tank has an awesome comment regarding the previous letter. Tank says next year his family can get free gifts from the church if his wife keeps spending. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he'll know where to go for a free meal if she puts him in the poorhouse. So that's what I'm thinking, Janet. Be don't don't hold a grudge. You're putting your husband in the middle. You might not even be seeing it clearly. Just be nice. It's the holidays. Treat your give give your mother-in-law treat her with kindness. That's what I would do. Okay, next letter. Let's see 752. Uh Mr. Big Diesel, uh Chicago question here. Do you remember from back in the day the shopping mall called Old Chicago. Yes, I do. Uh, let's see. It used to have a little theme park inside it, including even a roller coaster. Did you ever go as a kid? To me, that place was absolutely magical, and it broke my heart when it closed. Anyway, just wanting to see if you had any nostalgia for this place. I love your podcast. This is from Kenny B. from Lyle, Illinois. I grew up in Lyle, Illinois. Holy shit. I wonder if I know Kenny. Um, yes, of course. Yes, I remember old Chicago. It was, and to me, it was magical. Same thing. This was a, now I understand maybe they do this in the Mall of America. Where uh, Scotty from Worship the Pig, where has that guy been? Uh, that, uh, that mall has like a roller coaster inside. Well, this was old school. This was a shopping mall. It was some crazy guy. Lady Letter Carrier, do you remember Old Chicago? Did you ever go? I'm guessing that Tank maybe was a little a little too young for that. Maybe. This place was tremendous to a kid. Yes, it was a shopping mall. The outer perimeter was, was a shopping mall. And then the inside of it was this big indoor theme park and it was goddamn magical yes they had a roller coaster they had um i think they had a log flume even like a log ride if i remember correctly they had uh carnival things and other little rides now i was so young and we it didn't exist very long it wasn't it wasn't really open for business very long my i asked my mom once i was like what the hell ever happened to old chicago and uh, she said there, the big mistake was that uh, the roller coaster was diesel fueled. <laughs> it was like a gas powered thing. 
and just the fumes inside this place were horrible and and parents just kind of stopped taking their kids that was her that was her thing um lady letter carrier said yes old chicago bolingbrook yeah now do you remember that building the old chicago building was very very distinctive like if you showed me a picture of it today i would immediately know that's old chicago it had like no windows on the outside. It had this big dome in the middle of it. It was this big, boxy, kind of nondescript sort of building. But it sat there vacant for years and years. So just for years, as a kid, after it closed, you still had to drive past it and just be reminded, oh yeah, the most fun place you, you've ever been is closed still. Yeah, it was, it, Lady is right. It was finally torn, torn down. And yeah, did they put like an Amazon warehouse there or something like that? I don't know. Lady, do you remember going as a kid? Did you love that place? I loved it. I wanted to go all the time. We almost never went. Probably because of the diesel fumes, according to my mom. <clears throat> anyway, that brought back some good memories. Kenny from Lyle. Thank you, sir. Let's see what else we got. Next letter. Hey, Tony, I thought I'd give you an update on prices of stuff. You have talked about inflation several times on the show. I want to tell you, uh, I want to tell you, I see it too. FYI, I live in the northeast part of the country. Propane is up to almost $5 a gallon. Canned cat and dog food isn't coming into any stores in any significant quantity. My jobs distributor says there is a massive can shortage and all the can manufacturing is being used for human consumption. I paid $40 to fill up my car, which cost me $28 to do in, two, in 2019. Okay, so let's see. Uh, so that's a $12 increase. And... Uh, yeah, that's like a 30% increase in two years. That's pretty big. Um, every business is hiring, even McDonald's at $12 an hour and some of the nicer entry-level positions, which actually prospects are paying $20 plus an hour. And they are all still very understaffed. I saw a can of Spam for almost $6. Now, in my prepper stash, I'll have you know, I have a lot of cans of Spam. I can't remember what I paid for them. I have no idea. But I bought them way before this inflation shit really kicked in. Uh, let's see. Last, lastly, the letter says, I say to everyone, stock up now. If you haven't already, how are we going to afford to live if things keep going this way? This is from Don J. You know, I don't know if Plumber's listening. I'm, I'm pretty sure Plumber is right along too. And then Sofa, Sofa, Sofa would tell us, take it easy. It's going to be fine. Just wait around just a little bit. It's going to turn around. Oh, Tank says it cost me $100 to fill Elvira. I mean, think of that. Holy shit. It's, it's real. Um, it's real. Yeah, I, I, every time I'm, I'm to the grocery store, I, I just can't believe how much less I'm getting for what I'm paying. So, I don't know. Everyone needs to hunker down. We'll get through it. We've been through shit before. You know what I mean? And uh, we will, you know, we've been through it before. Oh, Plumber is. Plumber just says in the Discord. Plumber, by the way, he's banned from Reddit. Hey, good reminder. Tomorrow I'm going to do the show on Twitch, okay, everybody? Twitch show tomorrow. The address is up there if anyone wants to check it out. Twitch.tv forward slash Chicago Tony V. Plumber says, we're screwed. Prepare. <laughs> so now, cue sofa, sofa, sofa to say it's not that bad. We just, they got to raise rates and then everything's going to be fine. Maybe he doesn't need to say it because I just said it. Thank you for listening, Plumber. It's good to hear from you, buddy. Let's see. Maybe we'll have uh, an uplifting letter. 759. Okay, I'm, I'm getting close here. Dear Tony, you are such a positive person. Ah, here, maybe it's uplifting. 
Uh, you are such a positive person. Thank you so much for the fun and uplifting podcast you produce. <laughs> Did I just use the word uplifting? Hopefully we have an uplifting letter. Is that creepy to anyone? What the fuck? A lot of times we'll have letters that'll it'll almost be like about something we've been talking about. It's weird. Um, let's see. Thank you so much for the fun and uplifting podcast you produce. It has truly become part of my routine as I commute to and from work every day. Are there any secrets to staying so positive? I'm looking for an upgrade to my outlook on life. Thank you. This is from Kelly F. <laughs> Thank you for the letter, Kelly. And uh, and God love you. Th um, I'm glad you get something out of our show. And uh, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you a little secret, and that is, in I'm not a very positive person in my day to day. As a matter of fact, I have a video coming out. I think tomorrow. I have a video up on the YouTube where I'm going to be talking a little a little bit more about uh, sort of behind the scenes of my life. You know, and uh, I'm not an overly positive person. Now, I think a lot of that is just because of there, there are, a, a, how do I put it? There's some real inconsistencies out there in the world right now, and it's just a very confusing time. And so I think it's kind of difficult for me to recognize that stuff, but then also be positive. But uh, one of the reasons I seem so positive on this show is because I enjoy it so much and I, I enjoy all the pepperonis. These are all my friends and I enjoy reading your letters. And so this is like a highlight of my day. So um, maybe that's a good reminder to me that I just need to keep doing this because it's whatever, it's good for me. So maybe one thing you could do if you're looking to be more positive is uh, start doing a podcast live stream on Reddit. <laughs> just don't do it in my time slot or you'll get crushed. There's no doubt about it. But um, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't have uh, any secret, really. Um, lady says, uh-oh, Tony, you planning on dispelling the myth the pepperoni have created about you in their minds? Uh, no. No. No, I, I will always be larger than life. I, I kind of can't help it. But... I'm just going to go into some topics, some thing. I, I don't know. It's going to be more will be revealed. At any rate, let's see. Yeah, don't do, don't do a show at, at the time I do my show. You'll get crushed. But uh, I really don't know. The only advice I can give you is uh, don't don't stop trying. I think that's suit up and show up is that what they say i think that's that's the only thing that's the only thing we all can do lady says she can't wait to find out meaning meaning see what the video is tomorrow well if you watch the i think i'm gonna i'm going to actually play the video during the show tomorrow so it will be revealed during the show tomorrow morning up on twitch so you'll see it there it's also going live on YouTube, I think, later. It, it's nothing groundbreaking, but um, but more will be revealed. And I think it's um, maybe it'll lead to something interesting. We'll see. At any rate, um, yeah, suit up and show up. Just don't quit. I don't have any magic. I, I, if there were some sort of magical secret to being happy, good Christ. I don't know. I, I guess I'd be doing it. Uh, so I don't know, but I just keep suiting up and showing up. Try and smile a little bit. Sense of humor is also very useful. Some people have it, some people don't. Anyway, I think I'd better wrap it up there. We're at 8.04. I will see you all tomorrow morning. Again, it's on Twitch. It's on Twitch. Um, I'll tell. I, I'll just tell you for those of you who are still hanging on here. Um, just so you know, there was an injury at the farm... Uh, yesterday, a very bad one. Um, and uh, still trying to 
find out what's going on there. But um, I think it's going to be a real, real problem. So there's, I guess, a chance. Well, I, you know, I don't know. I'm certainly going to help out however I can. Um, help the family get through this stuff. I have no idea what that's going to look like. No idea what it's, what's needed, whatever. Today's going to be a day, I think, where I really find out okay, how bad is everything and what's going on and what's the plan? I know it's bad. So, um, anyway, so, so that, that might mess, mess with my schedule a little bit. I don't know. We'll see. But, uh, prayers, prayers for, uh, uh Ray Bob, the, uh, the old coot that, uh, that owns the farm that I've been so lucky to hang out for a long time. He's, uh, he had some real bad luck yesterday. So, um, anyway, that's all I got for today. I'm going to see you tomorrow morning. Same bat time, different bat place. It's going to be on Twitch tomorrow. Oh, Tanun, you got the link to the pepperoni discord. I expect to see you up there interacting today, today. Let's keep the ball rolling. I love all you guys. I like all you guys. Uh, thank you for listening to my fat face in this screen as we go through this, our great time of need together. And uh, until we meet again, I just want to remind everyone, don't take any shit from anybody, okay? Okay, be good, take care. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.